0: Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and again we're talking about the Kingdom of God. And there's there's a lot of... Uh, Information that uh, been running across my desk this week. Uh, I actually had more time to work on the different articles that we've been putting up over the last decade or two or three, and uh, the there's so much information that out there that we are sharing for free that it's a little overwhelming at times. But the reality is, there's so much. Uh, misinformation out there that people have already been overwhelmed by that misinformation, which is, uh, just staggering, uh, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I, I hear conversations and I, I, I look on places like Facebook and Twitter and I try to avoid Twitter pretty much, but, uh, have posted on there recently just because it may open up as a free speech platform. It may, uh, The fact is that there are vast numbers of people that just absolutely hate free speech. Uh, they, because they are so insecure what they, with what they believe to be true. And, uh, they want to stifle that free speech in other people. They, they want to cut it off. They don't want you to speak because they're afraid of the truth, because it's in they're personally in such opposition to the truth that they they literally hate it. They have to destroy it, and of course that's why they crucified Christ, is because he was the truth. He brought the truth. He spoke the truth, and they did not want to hear the truth. And uh, on several, you know, I have lots of different friends, uh, the extended network, and. And they're looking at this loss of freedom in America and they, they're they trying to figure out what the solution is. I actually, uh, shared a video with some of the ministers and they could in turn share it with their own congregations, uh, that was put out by, uh, I think their last name is Bollinger, Ty Bollinger, who are, you know, talk a, a great deal about medical, uh, solutions, uh, health solutions, uh, cancer is where they got interested because they had a relative, a father, I think, a father-in-law who died of cancer. And they they started doing research and found out that the information that was coming to us by way of pharmaceutical and medical industries, I have to call them industries, uh, they're not necessarily vocations because they're when they become more about making money, uh, then they become more an industry rather than a vocation. And uh, they they have a lot of truth to share, a lot of information. You have to take it with a grain of salt at times, but, uh, you know, some of it makes sense. But it may not make sense to everybody because everybody is not guided by the Holy Spirit. And ultimately, to find your way through this maze of information and misinformation, which is like a giant... Uh, almost in, unfathomable maze because, you know, you follow this misinformation and it ends into a dead end. And then you follow this misinformation and it ends into a dead end. So you're trying to find, how do I find my way through this so I get to the cheese on the other side to get to the answer, to get to the truth. And uh, you need the Holy Spirit to help guide you because then you literally... Will look down a path of information that is given you, and you'll say, "That's not it. There's something wrong with this." Your internal compass will become alive because your internal com- compass will be the Holy Spirit. If your internal compass is based on the Tree of Knowledge, the information you get, then how do you filter through that information? And so, ultimately, no matter how many facts I give you and how much information I share with you, and we share a lot, uh, the ultimate answer to finding the truth is the Holy Spirit. And uh, just uh, just before the program, somebody posted something about uh, uh, men and women, the relationship of men and women, and that are, are we supposed to be, you know, men and women supposed to be buddies, and... Uh, it, it went through big long. I won't go through the whole thing because it's really not the topic. But everything comes back to our relationship between man and woman and God. I mean, that, that is the key. That, that, uh, triangle, if you wish, is absolutely essential to finding the truth. Because the last thing a man wants to know is the truth about himself, which is what got us into the, this mess it wasn't eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but it was denying that it was his fault that got us into the real trouble and b- trying to blame his choice his vanity on the woman and the god who gave him the woman <laughs> so and he's still doing that today and that's one of the things when people were talking about you know this loss of freedom it was actually started out with a post on uh, a convoy group, evidently, and somehow or other, I got the post, and they were asking about uh, Title Forty Two, and uh, and so I responded to it, uh, and because people say, you know, what about Title Forty Two? Is if the Title Forty Two is, you know, is simply about a, a, a single section in Title Forty Two, which is two five two that talks about restricting the people seeking legitimate asylum coming into this country because they might be carrying a uh, communicable disease and the CDC gets to specify if they need to restrict that and so they can say oh well we don't have to restrict that or we do have to restrict that uh, based upon the testimony of the you know disease control people and so that's when they say, what about Title 42? They're just talking about Title 42, Section 252, <laughs> which has nothing to do with immigration. And and all these people that are flowing in, uh, that uh, they're not asylum seekers. They, I mean, they may say they're asylum seekers, but they don't really have a case for asylum. You know, 90 I'll be generous. Ninety percent of them don't have a case for asylum. They're just coming here to get stuff. And, and, you know, in America, even the life of the poor is better than some of the middle class in other countries. At least it is... This week, I don't know about next week because things are going to be changing here as you bring these people in and as you continue with all the other sins that you have been committing for the last hundred years or more and thinking that they are good. Uh, back to the, uh, Ty Bollinger video, which I, I found was interesting. I shared it with the ministers. One of the ministers shared, uh, Another episode that was available. I don't even think they're available right now for free, but they were for a short time. Get on their mailing list, and uh, you'll see that they do let things loose for free. And you can, and they have reasonable price, and they don't even mind if you copy their stuff uh, and share it with other people. Uh, of course, they it costs money for their ministry. It costs money for our ministry, but we don't. We don't put a price on it. All our books are available for free. All the audios. I just put up another 50 audios at uh, preparing you in our audio section. We have them going back for uh, hundreds of audios uh, for a decade or more. And uh, going through all these things step by step so that you can see what other people haven't shared with you. But one of the things that they said in the video that I was watching was that the law is on our side. They were talking about all the misinformation and the and the improper censorship and the lies uh, that have been told during this uh, COVID vi- fiasco. And uh, they're saying the law is on our side. And actually, that's not true. The law is not on your side because we have not been on the side of the law. And we're going to... Take a peek at what I mean by that because people are so ignorant of the law. And I gave the example here of this Title 42. They're talking about Section 252 of a title that has at least 666 sections to it. <laughs> because I immediately shared with them Section 666 of Title 42. <laughs> which uh, everybody's worried about this forced vaccination as if forced vaccination is going to uh, uh, bring in the mark of the beast. And the truth is you already have the mark of the beast, uh, which you would know if you read Title 42, Section 666, which says that you have to have a number issued by the government to get any ID whatsoever from the government. To get a marriage license, to get a car license, a truck license, you know, a driver's license. You're supposed to have a social security number. Now, they, you can get away with it in a few places, but you can't get a driver's license usually without a social security number. or It's a, a big battle. Uh, unless you're one of those illegal immigrants, then you can get a driver's license. <laughs> but the reality is true Christians are already illegal immigrants almost everywhere in the world today. Uh, but true Christians are gathered together in the righteousness of God. And, uh, but most people who say they are Christians, they're actually the workers of iniquity that Jesus said that He's gonna say, get ye from me. Cause I don't even know you. You don't even know me. So, you wanna make sure you're not one of those guys. And, uh, that's, that's where we're gonna show you is that you've actually been going the wrong way for quite some time. And you've been going the wrong way because you've been going to churches that have not been telling you the truth and have not been preaching the gospel. And to a pervasive point where most of the Christians in America today or most of the people professing to be Christians in America are actually doing the exact opposite of what Christ said. Now, most of those people probably are not going to want to hear that. Some people might be curious enough to stick around and find out, maybe we got something wrong. But that would take humility. But of course, Christ preached humility as an essential part of seeking the kingdom. Because you're not seeking the self-righteousness of false Christianity. You're seeking the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God is quite a bit different than the false righteousness of a false Christianity. And so, uh, which brings me back, I'm going to backtrack here in the first few minutes and then we will make several full circles and come back and, and hopefully understand uh, banking on the kingdom, an essential part. We have all kinds of recordings up on that now, all kinds of articles up on that now. I put them together uh, so that you can now find many of those articles or at least links to many of those articles. Uh, because you go to one article and we cover a particular topic and in that there are several links to other articles. And if I put them all together, it would just seem too overwhelming because we've been addressing this subject for some time. I have put together some explanations where probably uh a quarter of the words in the explanation are leading you to other articles <laughs> to verify this. But uh, the reality is, that I'm I'm putting it together so that somebody who wants to grasp the exact nature of the snare that has brought the whole world back into the bondage of Egypt, and that's where we're at. Remember, in the bondage of Egypt, you owe twenty percent of your labor to the government every year. You had to give twenty or twenty percent of your laboring day uh had to go to the government and that was the bondage of Egypt you didn't have any gold and silver in your pockets in your purse in your personal estate that all belonged to the government and, and the land you owned and lived on was gifted to you as a legal title by the government and all those three things together, you were in bondage in Egypt. And eventually when your cries were heard by God, which took a while, and of course we know that as long as you're looking to exercise authority one over the other, God's not going to hear your cries. As long as you're looking for a king, a ruler, uh, you know, a president, a prime minister to force your neighbor to do what you want, uh, God's not going to hear you. So enough of the Israelites had to repent of that idea that we see in First Samuel eight. They had to repent of that idea because God says he's not gonna hear you as long as you think that's a good idea. As long as you think Trump is your salvation. And I, I you know, I actually feel sorry for Trump. I mean they picked on him so terribly. But I I'm following God, I'm not following Trump. But the reality is if you think Trump is your salvation, you haven't learned the lesson of 1 Samuel 8 yet, and God's not going to hear you. Now, I know that these are complex things and people are complex and so there may be a part of you that's starting to repent while other parts of you are still clinging to the life raft. <laughs> but if you want to get out of the uh, out of the sea, where you're tossed to and fro, you eventually you're going to have to let go of the wreckage and grab a hold of those people who are up on dry land and they'll hoist you up. <laughs> so, <laughs> but until then, you're going to flounder around being tossed to and fro by the sea. So I'm I'm throwing out a few metaphors here, but hopefully we'll bring them all together. But yeah, just, just this morning, uh, someone was posting this idea of men and women uh are uh should not be buddies in that you know man has a role and a woman has a role and then but somebody else was saying, yeah but uh they should not be uh you know a woman should not rule over a man and and all these insecure uh psychologies that are floating around that people just do not understand the basics of the kingdom of God, which is Husband and wife, as a family unit, that, that's an institution of God. But it needs to have God in that institution for that institution to work. Otherwise, you, you will have enmity between the two of you. And, and you will have no protection against the world of the flesh or the devil. And so understanding that relationship is absolutely critical and it's absolutely critical to understand that relationship to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It it's really good when both of you are filled with the Holy Spirit, but if just one of you was filled with the Holy Spirit, it would probably work. Uh but uh Odds are that doesn't happen very often because there's not very many people filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people who are emotional who think that that emotion is filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's not. Uh, Which basically is that men and women aren't supposed to be buddies as husband and wife. Husband and wives aren't buddies in the context of what the person was originally posting. But they are to be brother and sister. All men and women are to be brothers and sisters. And, and he was kind of jumping all over the place, but, and I've seen this where the natural relationship of husband and wife is a very unique, separate relationship. That's why the family is this institution of God. It's really God's first corporation is a family. Two or more people gathered together as if they are one person under a pre existing authority. That's what a family is, and hopefully that pre-existing authority is the God of Heaven and not the gods of this world, small G gods of this world. And of course, we've we've shown the symbols of that in our article on marriage, which is a three-party contract between you, your spouse, and the state, where the state is now God, ruling judge over that institution. That family is a small F family. It is a corporation of the state and therefore controlled by the state. And one of the other uh, posts that I was addressing uh, was the fact that they were talking about uh, you, your kids in public school can now be go down to the clinic in the public school and get whatever vaccination they want to get. And they don't have to check with your parents. At least this is evidently the rules that are coming down from someplace, And they're saying, how dare they? We are the parents. Well, if you were the parents, you wouldn't have sent them away to the school. We have tons of articles showing that. But basically it comes down to public schools are funded by a man who exercises authority over all your neighbors and forces your neighbors to pay into that public school. Through property tax, and if somebody decides that oh, I don't think that school is teaching, I think they're doing bad things. I think they're, uh, you know, injecting false ideas, and maybe even giving vaccinations to children. And I think it's destroying the children. and And I don't want to support it anymore. Well, you have set up a system where men who exercise authority will take that man's home away from him and throw him out on the street. That's the system you have created. That is not a godly system. That is not a righteous system. That is a covetous practice and it will make you merchandise and it will curse your children. So everybody's saying these are our schools. No, you have a common purse that runs towards death that has created a public school system by forcing your neighbor to contribute to what you want for free. That is a sin and it's going to end badly. We knew that 50 years ago. We knew that 100 years ago. We knew that 2,000 years ago. But a lot of people have turned a blind eye because they have a seared conscience and they think that, no, I can send my kids to public school. Some people, not even understanding that connection to public education being the result of a covetous practice that will make you merchandise and curse your children, which it says in the New Testament. It says it in the Old Testament as well, but it clearly says it in the New Testament that you're not supposed to covet. Paul says it. Jesus says it. Peter says it. James says it. They all say it. But you think it's okay if you can get free education out of the deal. That's going to end badly. And and the same that you're feeling now is because you're already corrupted by your power to force your neighbor to to pay for your child's free education. Is, is there any wonder they want you to pay off all the student loans? Is it is there any wonder that they want you to take care of their parents so they don't have to do it through social security system, a bankrupt system, been bankrupt since it was instituted? It's never been solvent. And you don't see it. And you don't want to see it, because we show you, right from the beginning, Social Security Trust Fund, which doesn't exist in law, has been bankrupt from the beginning. It's never been solvent. Never, ever. That's the law. It's been ruled that. But people don't want to see it, because they don't want to see the truth. But we're going to give you the truth, and we're going to get hot and heavy into banking. Banking. And what's coming next in the Great Reset when we return to Keys of the Kingdom? So don't go away. Be right back. Okay, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom, and we're going to be looking at banking, uh, and and we're gonna we put I put together a lot of information that most people are completely unaware of. And uh, so, anyway, I tied it at the beginning of the show to this idea of the relationship of man and woman and God the Father, which communicates to us through the comforter that we call the Holy Spirit, which is a, a an equal representation of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, who knew that he had to leave for us to grow as individuals towards that Holy Spirit. And the principle that is involved in that. Statement of Christ that he had to go so that we could go to the next level. And then he was going to only send us the Holy Spirit, this unseen connection to this other realm we call the kingdom of heaven. Which is actually, the kingdom of heaven actually means the kingdom of the world. The word there that we see translated into heaven is according to Greek scholars, is best translated into world, because it means from the sky above to the center of the earth. It means the right to dominion on this planet, which God gave us back there in the garden, when he told us not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but only eat of the tree of life. He gave us the knowledge of good and evil in a tree form, in our mental state. But we weren't to eat of it. We weren't to use it as a source. We were supposed to use the tree of life, which is the tree of the Holy Spirit as that source. And that's what Christ was trying to do is lead us back to that garden, that protected place, because that's what the word means, where we're following the Holy Spirit instead of our own imagination. And when I made this statement this morning, uh countering the statements of the other guy who was kind of all over the place with... the uh, Men and women aren't supposed to be buddy, and women aren't supposed to exercise authority over men, and all this stuff misusing Paul's quote because nobody's supposed to be exercising authority one over the other in the church, <laughs> man or woman, because Christ said so. He was talking about something. Some somebody likes to take that quote out of context and they don't understand it. But I said a woman pointing out the error of a man in love. Is not exercising authority, but righteousness. And of course that triggered all the men who imagined they worship God, because they've created an image of God in their mind, and this was an affront on their manhood, which is probably already lacking. They probably only have malehood. <laughs> they, they thought, oh that was, that's a terrible thing to say. But the reality is, I I qualified it. Pointing out the error of a man in love. In love. And that's the love, that's not the fleshly love. That's the love that Christ had for us. uh, Is not exercising authority. Because exercising authority is you exercising authority. It is manifesting authority Because you're manifesting the righteousness of God in pointing out that error. And then, of course, I I point that out to one of the guys who complained. And then I added, uh, a spirit-filled woman can often do that, point out that error, without ever even opening her mouth. (laughs) And then I said, it's sometimes called... And I put it in quotes, the look. And everybody's heard of that, the look. A woman has this, the look. She gives you the look. Well, there's contemptuous looks that a woman can look at a man to tell him that you're now out of my favor. And, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being that vessel of the Holy Spirit come into the room. Merely by her presence. She doesn't even need the look. If she's filled with the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that is exercising authority. It's not her. And and I've given examples of that where the exercising authority of the Holy Spirit from the riots on a street to courtrooms to surrounded by police officers wanting to arrest you. That the authority of the Holy Spirit can take over and people will submit to it. Even evil itself. That's how you cast out demons. You don't cast out demons with anger or by exercising authority. You do it by love. But it has to be the love of Christ. Not the love for Christ, but the love of Christ. People think pronouns are important. Prepositions are important. <laughs> so anyway, you're not supposed to be of the world. You're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. That that means something. That That's important. But it's the holy presence of the Holy Spirit. So how do you get the presence of the Holy Spirit in you? Well, it lists this where it will. So you're going... You're not going to exercise authority over it. You have to you have to come with fear of God in your heart, which uh, if you go to Ephesians 5:21, which I cannot remember the whole verse verbatim, but you can look it up yourself. The word there submitting one to another in relationship to this man and woman relationship. It's a particular Greek word that means not being willful with one another. And see, the guys that were triggered by the statement I made, they are probably willful in their relationship with women, if they even have one that has survived. But uh, vice versa. The woman should not be willful with her husband. She should not be exercising authority. But she can bring authority into the room if she brings the Holy Spirit into the room. And that's really the way that the man should be doing it as well. But men are often, because they're bigger, they're stronger, they have the, these aggressive hormones, they will think that they are bringing the authority into the room or into the marriage. No. No. You want to bring the Holy Spirit into the marriage. And then you're not threatened by somebody else's hormones You because you are... And the only way to bring the Holy Spirit into the room is that you must first submit to the Holy Spirit. And that requires humility. You have to recognize that God is God and stop creating God in your own mind with your personal theologies and doctrines and denominations. So with that important caveat in the forefront of what we're talking about. Then I mentioned this Title 42, 252, which has to do with prohibiting people coming in. What, But immigration is really regulated by Title 8. And people don't even know any of these things. They have all these laws. They elected men to create these thousands and thousands of laws, at, which is creating a maze that has snared you in. You think that you... The law is on your side. We have the Constitution. We have the Constitution rights. Anybody saying that is ignorant of the actual law. The reality is the Constitution is the instrument, and I'm picking my words carefully here, the instrument of your bondage back in the bondage of Egypt. Because you did not put in your Constitution all five ...of the requirements for a godly, biblical constitution. You did not put all five elements in your constitution. As a matter of fact, you didn't put four of the elements into that constitution. You barely snuck in one, and then it's poorly defined, understood, and not not paid attention to at all. No, the constitution is the instrument by which you have gone into bondage. But I'm not blaming it on the Constitution. I'm not blaming it on, you know, Jefferson or Madison or any of those guys. I'm just, the truth is, they left those uh, four essential elements of a godly Constitution out of the Constitution. They left it out. If you knew what those five elements were, and you were really Christians you would probably still be okay even with that Constitution. So the Constitution is not to blame. It's simply the instrument that was used because it created a corporate body called the United States Federal Government, which wasn't created in 1871. It was created back then when they started operating according to the Charter, which was the Constitution. But in that Constitution, it guarantees your right to contract in natural law, in common law, and if you want, in equity, because equity was accepted in the Judiciary Act of 1789, which you're all familiar with, right? Oh, wait, you went to public school. That's right. You don't know about the Judiciary Act of 1789, <laughs> or 98. Uh, but anyway, we write about it on... uh uh, at preparing you, so you can go look it up, the Judiciary Act, just look that up, but uh if we want to get onto this banking thing, but I just wanted you to understand, you can't even get into banking, if you don't have a government ID, supposedly, unless of course you know the maze better than most, <laughs> you might be able to do it, but it's still going to require the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit doesn't come to you if you're vain. I don't know all this cause I'm smart. I, I know all this cause I'm dumb. That's actually the case. A lot of people don't realize that. But I'm extremely dyslexic. I don't see things that I, other people see. But because I'm blind in some ways, I can see in other ways. But seeing isn't enough. Hearing isn't enough. You actually have to hear in your heart and your mind. That's humble. That's humbling. Because you have to see your own failings all the time. So yeah, I'm hard on you. But it's because I want to bring people to the door of repentance. You have to open the door. You have to knock on the door. Uh, Actually, I guess you really don't even open the door. You have to knock on the door so the door will be open to you. That would be a better way of putting it. It's a metaphor, so, you know, pardon my error there. So, anyway, this U.S. Code, Title 42... Section 666 says you can't have IDs to get access in the world. You can be in the world, but you're going to probably starve to death. You're not going to get ration stamps. You're not going to get a bank account. You're not going to get much of a job. You might find yourself living on the street. But the kingdom of God is supposed to be better than that. And if you were actually doing what Christ commanded, it would be better than that. But you haven't been. And you haven't been for a long time. There's a lot of things... You know, if we could just get back to the Constitution, nonsense, absolute nonsense. The law is on our side, absolute nonsense. You've been coveting your neighbor's goods for a hundred years in America. Through the institution of, uh, first through the institution of public education, but also through dozens of other institutions that we've created on a city basis. Uh, over the years. You've been doing this on a regular basis. And this is what's brought you... The old normal brought you to the new normal. And it's going to get worse because forcing you to wear a mask, uh, forcing you to close your business, That that's the dry run. They're not done. It's going to get a lot worse. You think... Uh, you know the shortage of infant formula was big in the news this last week that is insane that's crazy that we got to this point uh, they infant formula is known to be bad for your children i mean you can you can hold up babies raised on formula and babies raised naturally and the difference is just phenomenal If you did uh, physical exams of the two, you would say, oh my gosh, what have you been feeding this child? Referring to the one on formula. We've known that for years and years. But nobody's sharing that information with you. The only information you have comes by way of paid advertisement. And and, uh, a self-righteous media. You don't realize you've been poisoning your children. We can look into dozens of ways in which you've been poisoning your children. you sending them to public school. We have an article, Schools as Tools. Even in our banking article, you know, look up Federal Reserve. That's where it is right now. That's that's kind of the basic at preparing you. And we could go through some of that because the headings alone and, and it's ongoing process. Like I said, I've been writing this stuff. The original Covenants of the Gods was a 700 page book. I reduced down to 144 pages. Because nobody's going to read a 700 page book. <laughs> At least not very many people. I mean, just carrying it around would have been a problem. It was actually over 740 pages. So I reduced it down. To get Because I want the Holy Spirit to fill in the blanks. But... Over the years, we've been putting a lot of the bits and pieces that were in that book on places like hisholychurch.org or preparing you. But again, if you're going to go there and try to eat of that tree as the tree of knowledge, it's probably going to do you little to no good and may even get you into a lot of trouble. Which is why we have a whole section on gurus, which I added to. I added the, you know, some of the article that uh, we talked about a week ago. Uh, Edward uh, House, uh, who was instrumental in the establishment of the Federal Reserve. And uh, we did a show on a quote that was attributed to him, which I don't believe he ever even said. And uh, so anyway, you can go there and read that. and, And I'm expanding these all the time as I'm linking all these ideas together to help you find your way through the maze, but ultimately you're going to need the Holy Spirit in order to find your way through that maze. So, if you were on our page at Federal Reserve at you dot com, you'd see that in the table of contents we start off with real money, and you have a picture of a lot of bills there. I'll probably now that I have such a long list in the table of contents, I will probably add a few more quotes underneath the uh, the picture we have there of a bunch of bundles of what is it, hundred dollar bills. <laughs> Is this real money? Uh, it's notes. And uh, and we should understand that notes were not money. Uh, they, they have no value. They are promises to pay. We use them as if they are money, and so through use, they become money. But uh, just the same as people were using seashells as money or... Feathers they've actually used feathers as money, or you know uh, sticks with notches in them as money. <laughs> uh, now we have debit cards that we use as money and credit entries all in a computer system that could go down overnight because somebody else is controlling the plug, but it could go down overnight even though even with people thinking they do have control over the plug. But anyway, so this idea of Federal Reserve notes is is a critical part of the instrumentation of your bondage. But nobody's in bondage because of the existence of the Federal Reserve or of banking notes. There were banking notes around a long time before the Federal Reserve. And I could fill a, you know, 700-page book just on the Federal Reserve, reading the rules and how it's put together, how it's set up. And, and you could get lost in that. And a lot of the people out there, there, there's gonna be a big meeting, I think in June, with some sort of people's rights group. And I wrote them to ask them, because they mentioned they were gonna have speakers there. I said, so who are your speakers? Because there's so much mis, misinformation out there. Because there are people who throw out all kinds of information about the Federal Reserve and the fact that it is a private corporation. Uh, And all these things, and they, and the the information seems like they really know what they're talking about. But then they, they, the one video that somebody just sent me recently, trying to explain this, which got me trying to set them straight. the 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 video was full of a lot of good information or correct information. I don't say it's good information; it's just correct. But it's what they leave out that is sometimes more important that and makes their uh, correct information, a lie, because they left out part of the truth. But ultimately, their solution was we needed to give the power to the government to print money, make money, uh, because, I mean, the Constitution gave the government the power to print money. No, it doesn't give them the power to print money. It gives them the power to coin money. <laughs> and... uh as just weights and measures that should have been added in there as just weights and measures but see as soon as they take a gold coin and stamp on it the words twenty dollars now it says fifty dollars in the US gold coin but when they said a one dollar of gold which is a weight measure is equal to twenty silver dollars you're not dealing with just weights and measures anymore. You're dealing with authorities. Exercising authority over the market. You are no longer a free market. (laughs) At least a totally free market. As soon as the US government stamped $20 on a gold coin. Saying that this is worth 20 silver dollars. That's what that's basically saying. And That has just voided the market because, you know, they find a big silver mines or lots of silver mines or they get a better way of, cheaper way of mining silver, there will be a lot more silver. And now a gold coin might be worth, you know, uh, 10 silver dollars. Or maybe it'd be worth 50 silver dollars. Whatever the market, because of supply and demand, that's what's determining the market. So as soon as you, as soon as you step into that area or arena, or allow your government to step into that area or arena where they're not saying this is one dollar gold, one ounce gold, and this is one ounce silver, now all of a sudden, you're not dealing with just weights and measures. You're dealing with Caesar's temple. Of Maneta, Caesar's temple of Maneta was stamping the value of a coin, setting the value of the coin, because that's what the temple of Maneta was. That was the mint. That's where we get the word mint. And so you have that temple today that mints coins, except for now your temple has done what the temple of Ephesus does: it debases the coins, other. You know actually, the Temple of Mineta did the same thing. Uh, I don't know right off the top of my head whether Cleopatra or Mark Anthony were using the Temple of Mineta to mint their coins or if they got somebody else to do it, but they began to reduce the amount of silver in the coin and there there's a there's a method, and we talk about it in our article on ephesus uh in in the different books that we've written, Thy Kingdom comes, etc that uh, that's what they were doing. They were debasing the coins. Well, you've done that already. Your temples, your pagan temples, and the government has done that already. And this is why, you know, for years, all through the seminary, uh, I was asking, so what were they doing in these temples? They're just government buildings. It's where they kept... If you wanted to look up your birth certificate in Rome... and you wanted to get somebody to give you a copy of your birth certificate in Rome, you went to the temple of Saturn to get it. That's where it was. That's what they were doing in these temples. You have such a shallow view of this because your churches aren't preaching the gospel. They're not preaching the truth. They leave it out. But, so what value or lack of value was there in creating this currency? Well, it was a debt note uh the federal reserve note was a debt note and you know i could go into you know that it was you know this three party system and we have in great detail but i tried to just hit the highlights in this article cuz as you if you've been watching it's been growing and growing and growing so what was the real purpose I have a section there the real purpose of creating these debt notes because with by creating the debt notes you were able to uh, bring into play the the law of equity. It's not the law of the sea. Everybody wants to say it, you know, maritime law and everything, which looks a lot like the law of equity because they're both kind of brothers to each other, or maybe brother and sister to each other. But it's really about equity, which is legal. They didn't have to bring the law of the sea onto the land. That's a, that's a real popular guru theory. It looks like that if you don't know what you're looking at. Because equity looks a lot like that. And some of you have heard this stuff. And you don't need to know all the... I don't want you to start going out and learning all the false information out there. But uh, there is one quote I have, a legal quote on on the page, which is Stanek versus White, that explains the the weakness of a note as opposed to substantive money or exchange but there needed to be more elements and we'll get to that when we come back to keys of the kingdom after a brief break so don't go away welcome back to keys of the kingdom so when uh, we were on the break there I just added to the page <laughs> so <laughs> to understand what's really going on in you need to have a fundamental grounding in natural law because legal systems exist within the natural law. It's like, like physics. Uh, it's it's like cause and effect. And so what I did is I didn't really add a whole section, but I added a part uh, or heading to a section under real money. And what's the problem with notes? It is the One of the problems is they lack value because they they are only as good as the promise they are making, and uh, that promise can change be altered like Darth says. so notes lack the power of present value that is required by natural law you when you make an exchange at natural law, you have to make a substantive exchange, which is why God puts this rule of having just weights and measures Now you can you can exchange you know uh you could buy a cow for a sack of grain or whatever you, it's all substance but when you buy a cow but promise to pay for it later you haven't really bought the cow you you might be renting it or something but that, that isn't the deal if you don't make the payment later you have to return the cow or you're stealing So, you're put in a catch-22 when you have interest-bearing notes. So, interest-bearing notes are a serious problem because how are you going to pay the interest on the note that was issued? If the note is issued at interest, you have to pay back the note plus interest. Where are you getting the money for the interest? Well, they have to print new notes. (laughs) Well, of course, when they first did this, You could pay back the interest with silver or gold or some other substance, some other collateral. But there wasn't going to be enough notes to pay back the notes plus interest. That's a cool deal if you can get people suckered into doing it because you're going to end up with all the gold and silver. (laughs) You're going to end up with all the collateral. But talking about ending up with all the collateral, does the Federal Reserve Bank really want your house? Does the bank really want your house when you borrow money and they foreclose on your house? They don't want your house. They're going to sell it as quickly as they can. They want more notes. They want to accumulate. They're playing musical notes. So that aspect enters into it right away. And the guy who said, well, we have to have the government issue non-interest-bearing notes... Well, that sounds really good as far as getting away from the interest, but and of course that's why they didn't do that, because they actually have a deeper motive here, and a deeper plan that many of them don't even understand. Most, most bankers don't understand what they're really doing. They're just interested in getting money, just like all those people wanting to talk about Title 42, but... They don't really want to. They want to talk about Section 252 of Title 42, which narrows their vision, and they don't even see Title 8 or Title 666 or, you know, I mean Title uh, 42, Section 666. They don't see all the rest of this stuff. They focused in on one little thing, and in you, reading the posts that and comments of the people, the guy eventually shut off comments. I actually wrote him personally, and and because uh, they shut off the comments because I was just posting the 666 section in order to lead into a deeper discussion. But there was nobody wanting to go into a deep discussion. They <laughs> it was all shallow arguments, all angry, you know, stuff. They didn't really want to understand what's really going on. So, And that's the way it is with sheep or lemmings or anything else running over the edge of the cliff. And our discussion last week... Uh, in the show on uh, Edward uh, Mendel house in the quote they mentioned fiat money and this is why one of the reasons why i knew the quote could not be really authentic i mean i could be wrong if somebody want to prove me wrong go ahead and go to our page at 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 preparing you and and you can get a hold of us and show me that oh you have evidence that he actually said that but why would he call it fiat money because when it was first issued It was redeemable in lawful money. Fiat money is not redeemable in lawful money. Uh, you, you can't, and of course it had to be redeemable in lawful money in order to get the interest paid in lawful money. You see, because they only issued enough to loan out. They didn't, there is no extra money to pay the interest with. (laughs) Unless you reach into lawful money. Lawful money is money of present value. And notes lack that present value. I mean, you go on the U.S., you can go on the Federal Reserve website and they tell you the notes have no value. They tell you that on the website, officially from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve notes have no value. <laughs> I mean, toilet paper has value, so they have value in that sense. But, but they were redeemable in lawful money. By 1977, you couldn't redeem them. Well, actually, by 1935, uh, you could, as citizens of the United States could not redeem those notes in lawful money. And, you know, one of the things I always try to point out to people, if it says on it, redeemable in lawful money, it is not lawful money. And, of course, we know that because it said right on the bill that it's legal tender. Legal tender is not lawful money. Lawful money is over there in the law of nature. Legal tender is over here in equity, in a legal system, a system that binds things. Legal tender is a binding offer for all debts, public and private, except for the fact that you cannot pay a debt with a note. That's ruled over and over again, and I quote stanick versus White, but you could quote it. stanick versus White is ruled over, uh, uh, quoted over and over again. There is a distinction between a debt discharge and one paid. You cannot pay a debt with a note; you can only discharge it with legal tender. It's it didn't say legal tender for the payment of debts, both public and private. It says legal offer. For, which means in law, instead of, so it's it's instead of payment, you're discharging the debt. And that's what you're doing with the note. And you would be doing that whether the government issued the note, non-interest-bearing note, or whether the Federal Reserve issued the note with interest. The interest is important because that's leading you into the second stage I say second, but there's several stages here. Second stage in this process of bringing you back into the bondage of Egypt, because we had silver and gold as collateral, but then that was running in short supply based on the amount of notes issued into circulation. So you you weren't dis you weren't paying any debts. You were only discharging them because you were only using notes. And it says, when discharged, the debt still exists. That's what it states right there in the law. You haven't paid the debt. It still exists. And so, anyway, you can read all that. But we want to keep clipping along here. But uh, it goes on to say, uh, which may be transferred even though the transferee takes it subject to its disability. Incidentity. Inc- incident to the discharge so you when you buy land with notes instead of with substance which is why for years they had in their plus twenty dollar silver uh, you were you were discharging the debt when you buy it with notes and so the debt still existed So there's an attachment to the property. This is what moved all the property in the United States and every other country into a trust, into where somebody else who holds the equitable title actually owns your property. And we did a show where we explained that, yeah, you don't own it because if you stop paying the tax, they take it away from you. The whole land and all of its value, they take it away from you. Because you don't own it. They can take it away. In in Oregon, they, they nullify your your title to the land. They just nullify it. It just doesn't exist anymore. And, and that's legal. So the law is not on your side. The law has brought you into bondage. Because you don't understand the law. And you don't understand the law because your churches have not been teaching you the weightier matters. Which according to Christ's own words were law. Which includes justice, mercy, and faith. You had no mercy on your neighbor when you were using Federal Reserve notes, not paying him, but discharging your debts. Your conscience is seared. You don't even know that there's something wrong with that. But it is this, the beginning of the process that brought you back into the bondage of Egypt. But, so what's the real purpose, which is the next section on the page? I mean, I could sit here and read the whole thing, but I have put together like the last paragraph in this section I put together understanding the limitations of the common law which the common law is not natural law common law is in the natural law and equity within natural law suggests the utility of a division of a legal title and an equitable title well there's There's five, six, seven different links to other articles explaining all these things. In the implementation of schemes of power and control. That's why they did this. They wanted power and control. They wanted dominion over everything. The merchants of the earth wanted dominion over everything. They are obsessed with that dominion. They want to take it away from you. And they think they have a right to it, but they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Because Christ was of the Holy Spirit. And he wanted to give you dominion back. He wanted every year to be a year of Jubilee, where he returned every man to his possessions, every man to his family. That was so important, that quote from the Old Testament concerning Jubilee. Return every man to his possession, the free market, and every man to his family, which is the corporate union created by God, the family. You don't understand these things. Part of the reason you don't understand me, you don't understand husband and wife, man and woman, uh and God. I mean, they don't even know the difference between a man and a woman anymore. This is how far we've gotten away. We've degenerated from the knowledge of God. How do we get back? You repent. I mean, start thinking differently. And I'm giving you a glimpse of what that looks like. But what I'm spewing out over the airwaves is knowledge what you need is the holy spirit and if what i'm saying is upsetting you that's not the holy spirit it shouldn't be upsetting you it should it 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 may make you uncomfortable that's that's understood but it's the truth that makes you feel uncomfortable that's fine Feel the pain of that and start finding out what the truth is. And you're only going to find it when you turn what you begin to think into action. Repenting is a changing the way you think. But seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness is about action. And this is why Jesus says, It's not enough to say, Lord, Lord, but you have to become a doer of the word. That's where real understanding is is going to come into play. The long-range effects and consequences of these legal facts that I just shared with you and conditions in conjunction with the social practices within society can alter the status and course of humanity itself. You're not dressing and keeping it. You're losing dominion. You lost dominion over yourself, over your children, etc. Now, Christ came. If you repent and actually do what Christ said, there is salvation in this world and the next. If you refuse to do what Christ said, if you reject the way of Christ, there will not be salvation in this world or the next. Because you haven't really repented to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So the purpose of creating the Federal Reserve System, despite the greed that was obviously driving these guys, because they know they're going to issue, what, a $100 trillion in notes. But they're, even at 1%, you're going to owe them more than the notes they issued. And some notes are going to get destroyed and burned up. I know a guy had a hundred thousand dollars in notes, in in big huge gallon jars in his shed, and his shed burned down. <laughs> uh, you know the, the franticness of him trying to put out the fire was uh, uh, immense, but somehow or other, many of the bills survived. Uh, I don't know if somebody put out something, but anyway, he he took up the bills. Uh, still in the jar or something. I don't know what kind of condition they were in, but he was able to ship them to the Federal Reserve and they restored like half of them because there was evidence that there were that many bills that were burned up. But he lost some of them. But he still owes interest. The United States government still owes interest on all those bills. And what did they have to pay it with? You see, when U.S. citizen with a share 192 lost the ability to redeem those notes in lawful money because we were bankrupt back there in the 30s, Uh, foreign governments were were not subject to the legal statute of H.J.R. 192, House Joint Resolutions. They could still come in. I knew guys who worked in the Federal Reserve in 1977, or 1970s, let's put it that way. Actually, I, I knew them in the 60s. Uh, it was probably around 1964, uh, which is, that was a critical time at debasing the coins. But a Sheik of Saudi Arabia could still come in with a $20 bill and collect a $20 gold piece, an ounce of gold. He actually had to pay a little bit of a premium if he wanted it in a coin. I think it was $20.76. And he could get an ounce of gold which sold on the market for, at that time, over $70. Now it's over $2,000. But eventually when we went off onto the gold standard with Nixon, they coerced everybody in the world to sign agreements that they would not redeem Federal Reserve notes in gold and silver. One of the last countries to agree to this was Panama. And, and I've gone through in our recordings and explained the details of that, why Panama, why Kissinger went down there, and all this stuff. And there was still hope for redemption, uh, naturally, but that isn't the way. Your only redemption now is spiritually. And the world's going to go through a hell of a hard times. And unless you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you won't know where to be or where to go or how to get through the maze that's coming. So, and the only way to get filled with the Holy Spirit is to repent and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and pray that the Holy Spirit enter into you and start showing you what you've been missing. Because I'm just giving you information here. The Holy Spirit listeth where it will. So, Eventually, in, in, in the 30s, we were bankrupt. They took away the power of U.S. citizens to redeem those legal tender in lawful money. And they needed more collateral. And so, by the Social Security Act, they got more collateral. They got you. They got your labor. And now you're collateral for the debt. Your surety. Your labor is a surety for the debt. Your income tax does not fund the government. It funds the interest payments on the debt. And you're you're to the point where you can't work hard enough to pay it off. Or we've gone through chapter 11 and chapter 13. <laughs> and now we're in a lot of trouble. But again, if you repent and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Christ is the greatest legal mind in the history of the world. There is a way out. And I'm not going to write it down because it's not written down. It has to be written in your hearts and in your minds. You have been bringing your neighbor into bondage. You don't think so? Do you send your kids to public school? Do you have the government taking care of your parents? Then you're making the word of God to none effect. This is what's bringing you into the bondage of Egypt. Now, we've written whole books, and they're available free online, Contracts, Covenants, and Constitutions, that show you the problems with the Constitution. i put them all together, the the basic chapters together, and articles with all these kinds of links to other articles so you can understand this. But what you have to understand more than anything else is that you're, you're not really concerned about the welfare of your neighbor, if you're giving them discharge debts, and forcing them to pay for your child's free education, your fire department, your police force, your courts. All these things could be provided through a voluntary society, which is what Christ was creating. And it was when Rome fell, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, there was a Christian kingdom where every man was king in his own house and his wife was queen in his own house. And that 5% of the Roman Empire allowed it to survive. And it was very fruitful for a thousand years after the fall of Jerusalem. As Rome took, you know, two, three hundred years to completely collapse. And the Romans knew it. They knew. They, they looked at the Christian community surviving dearth after dearth, war after war. Uh, They took their hits. There were people who were persecuted. But they were thriving during the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Because they were doing what Christ said. You're not doing that. Your modern churches are not teaching you how to do that. I can't even teach you how to do that. I can show you the basic outline. I'm not supposed to teach you what to do day by day. I was just talking to somebody the other day. How do you know to turn left or right? How do you know to marry this person or that person? How do you know to take this job or that job? How do you know, somebody asked me today, if uh, if uh ivermectin can help you with the flu virus, can it also help you with the mumps? Because there's evidently something going around that appears to be like the mumps. It appears to be a virus. It's not, it's not COVID. It's something else. And they were wondering, well, could ivermectin help with that? Well, unless somebody... Does, I mean, the only reason they know that ivermectin helped with viruses is that lots of people were taking it for parasites, and the people that were taking it for parasites did not get flus as bad as everybody else who were not taking it. And they said, well, my goodness. Correlation is not causation, but it worked. (laughs) So they started doing it. And it does have a good effect, you know, temporarily. But anyway, so what was the purpose of, how do you know, how how come you didn't know what was going on with the Federal Reserve System? Again, like I say, this is only one element. And it was absolutely legal of the government to set that up. And it was absolutely legal of you not to use Federal Reserve notes. But you didn't. Now you, you don't even have coinage anymore. You don't even have substance anymore. And sure, you could go out and buy some gold coins now. You're only buying legal title to them. Because HCR 192 was repealed public law 95-147, I think it was. I, I, I may have got that number partly wrong, but that's basically it. Why Why is all this going What's this the maze? And you don't need to run down that, that corridor. That's the dead end. And that's the problem with a lot of these gurus. Is they're saying, oh, this is the way. And they got people running down these corridors that are dead end in the maze. No. You, you, you need to know the way of righteousness. Because that's the way through the maze. And the way of righteousness is the way of love. You have to start... What they were trying to do is get you ready for a welfare state. I mean, who brought in the bondage of Egypt more than any other president was FDR. And who set up the welfare state more than any other president? FDR. Because Pharaoh's Egypt was a welfare state. They were out of money. They were out of food. They were going to starve. They sold their labor in order to get benefits of free bread. They did the same thing in Rome. A thousand years later. The free bread of Rome was what brought Rome into bondage. Christians would not eat of that table. Modern Christians do. And so the modern Christians have all gone into the bondage of Egypt. Because the welfare state, supported by legal charity, degenerates the character and moral strength of society. And we have In that one sentence alone, I think there's at least six or seven links. Uh, Actually, there should be more because I I could put many more of those as links. If you go to our page on legal charity, legal charity is what you get from the government. It's what you get from men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority one over the other, which Christ said it's not to be that way with you, but it is that way with the modern church. I don't, you know, I point this out to people in the home church groups and in the institutional church. Jesus said, you are not to be like the governments who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority over one another. In other words, take from this group to give to that redistribution of wealth by an exercising authority of a government. That's legal charity. We aren't to be that way. They are that way. How do they reconcile this? They ignore it. They don't see. They're the blind leading the blind. They don't want to see. If you're willing to see that there might be something wrong with forcing your neighbor to contribute to your welfare, your free education, the care of your parents, your health, education, and welfare, your Medicare, your Medicaid, if you see that there's something wrong with forcing your neighbor to pay for these things because you want them, you might be a Christian, but you need to put that into daily practice. That is what seeking the kingdom of God is all about. Repenting is realizing that you shouldn't go that way, realizing we should go this other way towards charity, and then seeking is doing it. So that's what we have to do when you come back from the break. So don't go away. <laughs> So, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. So, our time is going by really fast. (laughs) This is really, ultimately, you know, I have lots of recordings up and lots of other articles. And and now I link to them at the bottom of a lot of these pages that deal with this subject. So, you can become knowledgeable of what is really going on. Uh, You... You're not at a point where you can say, "Well, let's do away with the Fed Reserve," which is something Ron Paul was trying to do away with, you know, for years. Uh, going to the point where the government issues a non-interest-bearing note—that's, I mean, if you knew the full history of it, I mean, uh, you go back to Kennedy; he was issuing U.S. notes in the few short time that he had as president. He started issuing. U.S. non-interest-bearing notes that were not Federal Reserve notes. And somebody shot him. Now, are those related events? Well, probably not. He was taking troops out of Vietnam. And somebody shot him. Why were we going into Vietnam? Well, to use up weapons that we had to replace because people were going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars when you replace them. Your children were sent out to run before the chariots of the military in an absolutely unnecessary and useless uh, war that wasn't stopping the domino effect but was actually contributing to it. You know, I mean, we were fighting Nazis in World War II because Nazis were democratic socialists when our president, FDR, was a democratic socialist. (laughs) He was just a Nazi under another name. Not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have fought World War II or whatever, but we should wake up and find out what's really going on. You know, I... There's just so many aspects to this. But the reality is you're not going to go back to the U.S. government issuing non-interest-bearing notes and then that fixes everything. You're not going to go back where they say, oh, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. We can go back to the old normal and that's going to fix everything. Because the old normal is part of the process of bringing you into the bondage of Egypt. And you are in the bondage of Egypt. And Egypt eventually was virtually destroyed. Uh It it suffered a great deal before the people got to leave. And then the, the people who left saw behind it a wake of destruction in Egypt. If you go back to history, if you actually knew the time frame of Moses, you would understand what was going on at that time. But uh, that's another whole subject. Basically, so the, the real elements... Of uh, of this bondage had to be brought into the welfare state. welfare state funded by moral borrowed money, borrowed against the future. this is the way you curse your children because your children are now born in debt and you know marriage licenses yeah we were a part of this because the marriage license was a three party contract between you, your wife, and the state. That started back with King Philip, who was the brother to Marie Antoinette. Not existed back in the days of Rome, but as well as birth registration existed back in the days of Rome. But when the governments tried to turn marriage into a civil, uh, union, with the state a party to that union, elements of the world were beginning to change. When you issued interest-bearing Federal Reserve notes, elements of the world began to change. When you created a welfare state with FDR, elements began to change. And the replacement of Kennedy, who immediately, I always thought this was amazing, immediately after Kennedy was shot, Almost the first day, I think it was the first day after uh, he was shot, LBJ issued an order to stop printing U.S. notes. (laughs) So, why would that be so high up on your agenda? Maybe because you don't want to get shot either. But, uh, you know, that's speculation. It doesn't really matter. I'm dealing with the principles of how you get into bondage. How you got into bondage was that you did not care about your neighbor as much as you cared about yourself. So you're willing to turn a blind eye to uh, interest-bearing notes and use them because you could make lots of money with them. you're willing to turn a blind eye to the welfare state, the CCCs and all these things, many of which had to be rolled back because they were unconstitutional. But the essence of signing up for the welfare state, that's your right to contract. That's guaranteed under the Constitution of the United States. So that's why I say it's an instrument of your bondage because when you contracted through the Social Security system to waive a right to a portion of your labor in order to be guaranteed a sort of social insurance, not really, and we explain all this in our articles on that. But ultimately, what you need to know is not all this facts and information. I only share it with you to show the process of how you went into bondage by disregarding all the teachings of Jesus Christ. But while holding up Jesus Christ at the same time saying that you're believers. But you don't actually know him. Because he was all for social virtue. He was all for charity. He was against and said so against legal charity through men who exercise authority. Your church has said, no, that's okay. Just tie it to us so we can get a better building, put in air conditioning and a great sound system, so that we can have a great band. And you went for it because you thought emotionalism was the Holy Spirit. It's not. The Holy Spirit is a power from another dimension that can awaken your mind and your heart by writing upon your mind and heart and showing you the righteousness of God. Without social virtue, the social bonds of a free society began to decay away. This sets you up for sexual revolutions. Now, there had been a sexual revolution actually after the Civil War. What we, you could call a sexual revolution. A breakdown of Victorian values. But the, the full-fledged promiscuity didn't exist. There was a resistance to it. But they tried to do things like outlaw homosexuality. You know, it's like outlawing abortion. I don't need a legal statute to outlaw abortion. I know abortion is against natural law. I don't need uh, a law against homosexuality. It already exists. It's outside of... It's an unnatural relationship. Biologically, you can see that's an unnatural relation. Psychologically, you can see it's about dominance which is why going back full circle to the husband and wife thing, the men who use a couple of quotes of Paul to exercise dominance over their wives, dominion over their wives, exercising authority over their wives is because they aren't filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to prove yourself over anybody. You don't have to to oppress anybody. You want to oppress a nation. I've said this many times looking at the Muslim nations. You want to oppress a nation. First you oppress the women. Because it's easier. Because they're not as strong. They're not as big. But that's why God made them the way they are. Is to test. The metal. The, the spirit of the man. If he oppresses the woman. He's not filled with the Holy Spirit. spirit. But if he's filled with the Holy Spirit, he doesn't have to oppress the woman. If she's filled with the Holy Spirit, he can't oppress her. But it's the lack of the Holy Spirit that makes you subject to tyrants. Now, the process is explained by uh, philosophers like Polybius. It, when the masses do an appetite for benefits in the habit of receiving them by the rule of force and violence which is where you're at right now. That's how you get your free education. You force your neighbor with threat of violence that if he doesn't contribute to your school, you're going to take his house away from him. How is that of God? How can you be filled with the Holy Spirit and not see there's a problem? It's going to end badly. And of course, Polybius goes on, who wasn't even a Christian. Of course, there was no Christians then because that was 150 years before Christ. I bet you had been one of those Christians. But uh, he said that it degenerates the people into perfect savages. where they just want more and more benefits. And they won't even wait for the, the check to come. They'll just go loot a store or burn it down. That's always amazing. They loot the store and set it on fire. That's perfect savages. Little imperfect savages, they will just wait for the check to come in. Knowing full well that the check is only arriving because you're taking away from your neighbor and your neighbor's children because it's all about borrowed money. If you're willing to see that, then maybe you can turn around and go the other way. But if you don't, you will continue to degenerate as a society. Finding once more a monarch and a king, a despot and a tyrant. That's where you're going. And we knew that. People have said it, philosophers have said it, the Bible says it over and over again. That if you have an appetite for those benefits, those that legal charity benefit, put a knife to your throat, and that's where you're at right now. You have to start building a society based on social virtues to recreate the social bonds of a free society so that when it fails the unrighteous mammon, entrusted wealth, that's another one of those articles uh, mammon means entrusted wealth and that's what you were doing with the Federal Reserve you were able to keep the legal title but they, you didn't own your property anymore now this was going on with just regular banks before but now with this new Federal Reserve Bank it went on all across the United States because the Federal Reserve is the banker's bank issuing all this money You, it's out now illegal for you to issue money these guys issuing the gold, uh, currency with a little trace gold in the currency itself and stuff. That is not the answer. Now, I don't mind, and, and I eventually in this article we go on and take a look at, uh, you know, Bitcoin and all these other Dogecoin, all these things. I don't mention Dogecoin, but same kind of thing. And I'm not saying you can't use that. You can, you can use seashells if you want. I'm talking about the, but the reality is if it's not just weights and measures, it, it has a certain inadequacy in the natural law. But it, you know, you're not restricted from using anything as money. But if you use certain things as money, we live in a cause and effect universe. And then if you couple that with the covetous practices of the social welfare state by men who exercise authority and you have this appetite for benefits which the New Deal started but the war on poverty continued and people like Cloward and Piven uh, fostered to bring down America and, and it's all part of the same program we're seeing with Klaus Schwab and his Great Reset. That he is, he's just continuing the old normal at a greater and greater rate. You know, and like I said, communism is just socialism on steroids. And that's where you're headed. And you're headed for the same bloodbath that communism has always brought. Now, what's really behind all this? Who's constructing this maze? What What is the non-divine intelligence that is doing this. Klaus Schwab doesn't really know. He's he's just a dupe. So so are all these other guys. Harari. These guys do not understand that they're playing with fire. They're playing with the light bringer. Who doesn't want them to have dominion either. They think that they're selling you out so that they will be the guys on top. They will be the guys on the top of the heap of dead bodies. They they are headed for destruction. And they're stoking the boilers. You need to turn around and go the other way. And the other way is right before us all the time. It's the way of love. It's the way of sacrifice for one another. It's the way of caring... Why aren't you in congregations of tens, hundreds, and thousands in a network of charity that is supplanting the unrighteous mammon with the righteous mammon of Christ? Where does Christ's treasury in the treasury of God? Is it the Corbanos? That's what they called it in the early church. They had a a little box they called the Corbanos where they gathered. Early on, even before Constantine's church uh, supplanted the Christian church, which took a thousand years to do, but uh, it began in 300 A.D. to supplant the true Christianity with the Church of Constantine. And you know you're in the Church of Constantine if your pastors are saying, it's okay to covet your neighbor's goods through government, because that was one of the first messages that came out of the mouth of Constantine and his followers. The second thing was you can persecute anybody who doesn't belong to our church. You can shun them because we, we don't want them coming near us because we have to protect our faith. If you had real faith, evil is not a threat to it. False doctrines are not a threat to real faith. If your faith is constructed in your mind mentally and you're worshiping the image of your faith, the image of God you have created in your mind, yeah, then bringing in other ideas are a threat. But if you have real faith, spiritual faith, other ideas are not a threat. You're a threat to other ideas. (laughs) I've I've spoken in some really big churches, but I've never spoken in the big churches twice. (laughs) Because they don't want to hear the truth. Because the truth is a threat to them. Because they're the Church of Constantine. They don't even provide you with a daily ministration anymore. If you need any help, they have a list of phone numbers on the wall next to their, in their office. At least I know some of them do because I've seen the list. Of government agencies to call. You know, call this benefactor who exercises authority to get your daily bread. Don't pray to God for your daily bread. Pray to the gods of the world, the the fathers of the earth. We have links to articles so you can understand that. If you've been listening, you probably get all this. But the critical thing is, are you willing to lay down your life for one another? Well, then, why aren't you in tens, hundreds, and thousands contributing on a local basis so that they're... Because the treasury of the kingdom of God The vault in which we keep our gold and silver is your pocket. That's where we keep it. If you don't have a network, you're not going to be able to help other people. You've been, this is the purpose of the Federal Reserve and the social welfare system of the state. Is to amputate, abort you from the body of Christ. Because you You're not in the body of Christ if you're coveting your neighbor's goods. You're not in the body of Christ if you are not laying down your life for your fellow man on a day-to-day basis in almost a religious fashion. Now, you don't have to jump on a grenade, but you should be taking care of one another. One of the things that shocked me amongst the the people who were trying to find their way out through these gurus knew a guy, very peaceful guy, very nice guy and everything, but uh, he was taken advantage of, paid $600 to get from this guy. We exposed the guy. We knew of the guy before. He was a bunch of guys, you know, selling this packet on how to get out of the system, supposedly. Um, and they were charlatans. And he paid $600 and they said it was refundable if he didn't stay on the calls and he didn't stay on the calls and he realized they were not telling the whole truth. And and so he asked for a $600 back and he never got it back. And so I said, what you need to do is write a letter pointing this out that you that they cheated you. They said they were going to send it. They never did. And we used that letter to warn everybody else of what was going on with these guys. And he didn't want to do that. Probably too humiliating. I don't know. But that's like saying you know the bridge is out. And you don't want to tell anybody not to go down that way because it's too much trouble. You don't care about your neighbor if you're not willing to tell them. So, you know, a great deal of the the, uh, health advice that I have picked up over the years has come to me by way of people willing to share that information. Finding sources of information about what's really going on because you do need that information, that tree of knowledge in the garden because that's part of the tools of the righteousness of God is correct information. That's why God put the tree of knowledge in that safe place, which we call the garden, which is actually in you. You're you are the tree of knowledge and in you is also the tree of life. But you're supposed to tap into the tree of life for what you're supposed to do. So and it is the filter of the knowledge that you also have. They will say, yeah, that's true, but we're not going that way because there's something wrong that way. We're not, we're not going to, you know, create a Federal Reserve System with interest-bearing notes, but we're also not going to create and give the power to Biden to print the money. <laughs> that's what the guy is ultimately saying. To print the money because our money should only be issued by the government because the Constitution tells us we can only only the government can print money doesn't say that says coin money when they printed on the twenty dollar gold piece that it's worth twenty dollars in silver they were printing that's not coining that's printing (laughs) that was a mistake now knowing that that was a mistake is just to try to point out certain principles that you need. You do not want to exercise authority over your neighbor and force your neighbor to do the right thing or to think the right way. If you do, then as you judge, so shall it be with you and somebody else will come along and force you, which is where you're at now. You've been coveting your neighbor's goods and saying it's okay to take away from my neighbor so that I can have free stuff and now they're taking away from you because you set the rules through your power to contract now you are going to suffer the disadvantage of having the advantage of taking away from your neighbor of the covetous practices you've been doing for a hundred years or more. See, repentance is not like joining the church. Repentance is thinking another way. God gave life, created life, gave you the power of choice. You need to be doing that with other people who are willing to give choice too. That's why you congregate together. You don't kick people out of your congregation. The Holy Spirit will kick people out of your congregation or change them. But you have to have the Holy Spirit. Well, you're not going to get the Holy Spirit until you start living like Christ said to live. Until you start loving one another. Being charitable with one another. that's Joining a congregation is not going to save you. It's repenting and seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Which will allow the Holy Spirit to come into your midst and save you. And it will produce the pillar of fire between you and the forces of evil. Which are everywhere. Pervasive throughout the world. Hell is empty. All the demons are here. But we're not sent here to judge them, but we will bring judgment by bringing the Holy Spirit. We will not judge. Back to the original thing I was saying. When a woman filled with the Holy Spirit comes into the room, her presence exercises authority, not her. I shouldn't even say her presence, but the presence of the Holy Spirit in her exercises authority. She's not going to be screaming and yelling. She's not going to be scolding and wagging her finger. She's just going to bring in the love of the Holy Spirit. And it will protect her. And it will shame him. It will drive a bad man away. But if you're not willing to see your faults, your error, your sins and confess them, at least to yourself to begin with, then the Holy Spirit will not be there in the midst of your relationships, and your relationships will fall apart. And this goes on that micro-relationship and with all the world. Until then, peace on your house and may God be with you. Join the network. God bless.